This is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. Dr. Head. And this is Wong the Blue Fez. And we bring you... For everybody in this movie, we're coming up. <laughs> yes, that's indeed. absolutely true. All right. So, so who, I don't know. I, I, okay, I'm going to take this movie. I didn't know if I was supposed to or not. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a 1963 movie called uh, The Caretaker, and it's also known as The Guest. Um, a movie shot in stark black and white in London. Um, very which is also black and white. Which is also black. Yeah, a colorless very, city, if there as was one. <laughs> this this is the story of uh, the intertwining, although brief, um, of three lives. Two lives <clears throat> who have been around each other because they're brothers for quite a long time, and then the newcomer comes in, and he's a uh, essentially he's a bum that. Uh, the one brother kind of be friends. Um, but this movie is um, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I This is one of my all-time favorite movies um, because it, it really, it, it is a play within a movie that's, you know, it's kind of hard to, to describe. Uh, beautiful cinematography, you know, by... Uh, Roeg, Nicholas Roeg. Um, just a, the three performances, um, Donald Pleasance, Alan Bates, and Robert Shaw, who does a great uh, uh, Frankenstein monster, I, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, a really a re- relatively kindly one. But the, it's just the story of the interactivity between these three people, the interaction between these three people, and a house that Mick, who is Robert Shaw, is supposedly uh, fixing up, you know, doing this is supposed to be a big DIY. Because he's good with his hands. Because he's good with his hands. Um, But he befriends uh, Donald. We know how he makes a living. Shark. And I'm talking (laughs) about shark. (laughs) (laughs) But he befriends this guy who is played by Donald Pleasance and probably Donald Pleasance, as far as I can determine, is probably his best role ever. Um, Mm -hmm. And they <laughs> not just fantastic it, it, they move they move into this this house and the house is very big <laughs> and, but they go to one room that's entirely cluttered with stuff and that's it's uh, like the attic or whatever it is yeah, that's like that. that's what, what's his name mix room uh, yeah um, but anyway then the third brother you see a picture of him outside there's very few. Uh, exterior shots most of this a lot a big chunk of this is shot inside of this building um and just the interaction between these three people and uh oh yeah written by harold pinter i should say you know Mm -hmm. um which it the writing is absolutely brilliant um this was a labor of love 
I'll put it that way. Um, we, I, I'm going to pass it on and let some other people. I didn't want to say a whole lot. I mean, if people want to you want to go into the plot. I, I mean, think, there's uh, so much that, no, that can be talked about in this movie. Right. So I'm just going to uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Tar. From uh, uh, Pellance, uh, Donald and uh, who is it, Bates. Both those yeah. guys came from the play, too. They had been acting those parts. Right. It was Shaw that, yeah, and it was Shaw that was brought in for the movie. But, um, I was going to yeah, ask yeah. if it were a play because it certainly looks yeah. like it could easily be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Harold yeah, Pinter was a noted on a as, small stage. Yeah. Harold Pinter was a, a playwright yeah. as well as a, a screenwriter. And he also did some, a little bit of directing. Too. Yeah, he did the adaptation for this as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, this is a movie that deserves to be seen several times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And because the first time you're just taking it in, like wondering what's going on, you know, and, and I thought, OK, what 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 kept me? Because I wasn't really crazy about the the play or the story, the performances and the dialogue just kept on pulling me in over yeah. and over again. And and Quint, I'm going to use Quint because now I see where <laughs> Spielberg got that shot to put him in Robert Shaw in, in Jaws because he does that same kind of soliloquy. Yeah, about getting the shock treatment and I'm the, every the bit of the intensity, the also, but there's a little bit of deadness. In yeah. Oh, in this, yeah, absolutely. the deadness you know, comes through so right. So much. His, when, the he, whole, when you hear his backstory, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> and then his responses to everything, but he's so restrained in yes. that. Yes. Um, Until and that, later on, when he right, kind of but then then it has isn't. Uh, right, and I'm still like trying to figure out the end. Like okay, what, well, well, yeah, but that, that's, but, that's, that's, but again, first viewing, it's it's it was it. I uh, again, it's 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 a not knowing anything about the movie and having watched the wrong caretaker the last time. Um, <laughs> I, it was just it was just wondering what was going on because there's that claustrophobia because they're in that tiny mm-hmm. little space. Oh yeah, um, it's so cluttered and 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 messy. I'm like. Okay, you're the caretaker of this giant house. Does it mean like is it all rented? I was trying to figure it out. Like, are these apartments? You know, what's going on? Um, and then, and then over time, you you start seeing these things that happen. I'm not going to spoil it. This is a movie I don't think should. Well, you guys can spoil it as much as you want, but I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we're dealing with. This is what's this is what's going on here. Okay, okay. So, I think it uh, needs to be watched several times. And, and the and the soundscaping to oh. it, no music, but the yeah, yes. Just, uh, and everybody's like working on that little. Well, <laughs> and it, yeah. there again, that's it's notable in that it is not music. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. And uh, the composer was Ron Grainer, who yes. was notable for the the soundtrack to the Omega Man, and yep. he was specifically requested uh, not to do a musical score, but to perf- <clears throat> but to provide a soundscape. That yeah. would back up the narrative. So just you know, mechanical sounds, things of that nature, which uh, goes back to some of his uh, work. Uh, what, what? Let's see. I remember reading this. It was um, there's a London, it's like a radio lab or something like that that he he did some work with. So he was able to pull this these skills out for this, which, in my opinion, made the movie even better because because so, we're oh, yeah. so used to having these musical scores in, in, in movies. And of course, this is something that goes back to the silent era. And then when we don't have it, then you just, it can be used effectively to kind of put you out of uh, out of, out of a sense of self or kind of makes you uncomfortable. But here it just kind of heightens that sort of claustrophobia that's going and on. It's, it's minimalist. Yeah. That's, right. You know, that's the key. It's yeah. minimalist. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it, it's music yeah, will it's, direct you towards a feeling. You know, exactly. And it kind of sets it up. And it yeah. Just, Instead, we get a drip. 
Yeah. You know, time perfectly timed <laughs> yes, drip. Yeah, perfectly. Mike, Mike, oh, that's great because yeah. it's a it's that break. It's 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 the break in the or the accentuates something mm -hmm. drip. You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. okay, nice. Yeah, that that takes it beyond just an ordinary. Oh, here's here's something dripping. Sound effect to right. something that's supposed to be enhancing the scene. Right. So yeah, I, a lot a lot of credit here. Yeah, I hadn't. This is the first time I'd seen it. I'd heard references to it. In fact, I think there were multiple mystery science theater. Uh, references to Harold Pinter and this play and some in some of their riffs that they made. So this is the first time watching it. Oh, now, those of you in Unseen Radio listening land, we have four movies that we're going to be talking about. This is one of them. This is by far the this this is the prime rib, right? <laughs> Um, this is the autistic one. Yeah, this 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 was the this was the this is the one where you finish. And you're like, oh, that was so good because we had to wade through three others. And two of them, <laughs> two of them have Donald Pleasance in them. This is the good yes. one. And then there's another. There's the two, another one. The and, irony. And, the two sides tar. of Donald Pleasance. <laughs> yeah, tar. There you. <laughs> and and it's yeah. funny because you know we're used to Donald Pleasance in these kind of schlocky roles like you know um, mutations and some of the other stuff and you're like nah but then you see this and you're like oh my god he's just he's really good and he just really he's sells such a weasel too yeah <laughs> it just he sells that role and you're he, like it, he does his energy is the nervous energy yeah compared yeah. to Robert Shaw's right re re refined required like a reserve a serious dumb yeah. knot he's yeah. that he's that really ratched up agitated <laughs> what 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 you know and and always on edge and stumbling over himself and talking really quickly yeah. he's got um, his papers <laughs> yeah right right I gotta fix the shed, yep. you know. Right. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah, I, and I was wrong. It, it, um, Robert Shaw's character, Mick, was uh, Alan Bates's character. So uh, his was what, Aston or something like that. Quint. 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 <laughs> Quint okay. <laughs> but anyway, he, yeah, you gotta I, move I, to New England. Yeah, you know, that, that right. just brings up. You know, we were talking about Nicholas Roeg. You know, who, who just did a wonderful job on the, on the cinematography. Mm -hmm. just, oh, just beautiful. Yeah. Just great. And, and, and yeah, and the collaboration of just the way everything was, was shot, you know, I think it was really good. Uh, Donner, uh, what's his name? Uh, directed it. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Now, I think one of the um, notable things is that uh, the money was raised by people like Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, yeah. Harry Saltzman, Peter yeah. Hall, and Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Yeah, yeah, Peter Sellers. Yeah. So what? That that's to me that's every bit as important or as interesting as the yeah. movie is. Like yeah. the well, story it, of, yeah. of why did they decide that this was the film to to fund? It, well, you know, have that much cloud. It was a, yeah, it was a labor together, of, yeah. and it was a labor of love, you know, on everybody's part. Looking at it and saying, "This is a piece of art," yeah, <laughs> and we're going to patronize it, you know. And that's exactly what happened. And all of the actors didn't take any pay. Oh wow! That, wow. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, to you know, was <laughs> pretty odd. You know, made in in England, but they wouldn't show it in England until it was shown in America. And they showed it in New York, and then it could be shown in England. Uh, which I thought was kind of bizarre too. Hmm. That is kind of uh, weird. And I would, yeah, I would reasoning for that. Uh, it all, it that all has to do with distribution money, and you know the 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 real producers of the world who you know want don't want to give something for nothing. You know. Uh, so so now we knew if we had known all this time that all it took to get a great performance from Donald Pleasance was to not pay him. My God. 
<laughs> think of what mutations could have been. I put it this way. You give him a script that's that good, and he probably would do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, oh, the performances win hands yes. down. Yes. I mean, there. Yes. but going back to watch it again, and I will watch it again, um, maybe not as high as I was the first time, uh, that, that might have added to it, but it, it's it's like it was so intriguing and so unexpected from from anything that I, I had no idea. I'd never heard of the film other than what we had talked about before. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it was fun. Did you notice that that room that they were both in got less cluttered throughout the movie? Yes. Like it started to just get yeah. more and more uncluttered and, and not mm-hmm. so... Uh, and organized. And organized, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is funny that this really kind of frenetic individual comes in and uh, all of a sudden some sort of order starts to take place. Um, and, the, and what he's talking about, too, is Donald Pleasant's character, um, Mac, says yeah. to Aston, he's like, he keeps telling Aston that he saved him from being beat up, right? Because there was people that were about to attack him and he, he uh, um, saves him. I, I wonder if I, I would bet that John Cassavetes saw this movie and thought... Mm. This is this is this is how movies should be made, right? Because this is very much what I think this could be in the Cassavetes oeuvre, um, right? Yeah. Just because of the the limited uh, budget, the limited uh, locations, um, and then just That's it's all Truffaut. about performance, yeah, or yeah, Truffaut, yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would put this um, if you if you had to write a love letter to black and white cinema, this would be like I think probably it's not the top ten, the top five. That Ooh, just I would it, say uh, Children of the Dam too. Yeah, uh, it's it's just so in that. yeah, it's just so the this I don't I I think the black and white nature of the film is 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 a character into itself, and I don't think this film yeah. would have worked in color. I mean, it's just there's something about just the the starkness of the black and white, and the way that it was shot is just just gorgeous yeah I could, I could easily watch this again yeah and i think yeah, i've seen this early. several times and you know over the years and uh well i think thoroughly it's enjoyed it every time i saw it you know yeah, it's interesting I, I actually showed it as a 16 millimeter print at the thursday night showing that we do we do a thursday night you know film and i was in charge of that so i, I ran the film i picked the films and all that and this was one and everybody hated it um but uh the 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 teacher bob arnold came in he came up afterwards he said why did you pick that i said well i i heard about it and i thought i'd want to see it and i said that was a you know so i remember seeing it in the 70s on tv i wrote and i really do and i said so and i had forgotten about it so i said i'm gonna show you he said well that's real he says he said oh he says oh i thought you knew what you're doing <laughs> yeah he did what? he did uh, and i said no no but i said watching the movie it's brilliant he goes oh yeah <laughs> but yeah excellent excellent movie um yeah, highly recommend you you just see it several times you know and it with the advent of of the internet you know you can see it several times or you can own it or whatever you know buy it and, and then watch it at your leisure this is one of those movies that should be in a in a film person's collection it's it's on youtube as well so you it is no it, it is yeah, yeah no, right. watch it. i found YouTube. it yeah. yeah oh but it's definitely a, and a i movie. think it's kind of i think it's kind of fitting in a way that it because uh, the people that made this didn't really make it to make money you know mm-hmm. they made it to make a to make a piece of, of art yeah. and and i think you know so in in the spirit of how they they even went about it and everything you know i think that's 
that, that's like you said, uh, Doctor. That, that's just an added feature, man. That you know, and and to know people like Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor and Peter Sellers, you know, and, and these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you. They they each gave a thousand pounds. So I think they made it. There was like maybe ten people that did that or something. So they got. You know, their crowdfunding was 10,000 pounds at the time. That's still cheap. Really? Well, yeah. At that, cheap, well, right. in that day, 10,000 pounds is quite a bit of money. You know? so, but anyway, so, I, yeah, um, Robert Shaw is so great. And I, I was not really kidding it. He has this kind of a Frankenstein's monster quality to him. He really does. Even the shape, his shape of his head and the way he moves, you know, he, he, he's extremely um, um, and you have those eyes that he has too coming yeah, out of that. It's yeah, just like yeah. it's death. It and most of his answers for the first half of the movie first mm-hmm. are like a single word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. right to the point, terse, you know, it yeah. doesn't elaborate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Picks up the piece right. of wood, measures it, <laughs> puts yeah. it back out. Yeah. And I like those little great things where great he takes actions. him outside and like shows yes. him the pile of wood. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and measuring and and the, the plans. Well, it's it's three three characters, you know, three people who aren't normal. You know, they don't they're they have they're not a, living in a normal life, and and all three of them are just if not crazy, they're highly eccentric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because uh, Mick Allen Bates' character, I he's oh my god, yeah. he's great in it. You know, too. That's why I said this. You couldn't get three. You know, there's probably some others that could have worked, but these guys just, oh, they just, they just, you know, hit it out of the park. You know, all three of them. And but then there again, it's the, the writing. <laughs> the writing is so good. You know, uh, this is yeah. David and my man looked at this and said, "Yo, fuck yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I got my style down, buddy, you know? Yeah. Gay caretakers. (laughs) (laughs) I love the theme song. Um, (laughs) The tender love theme. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've seen it multiple times. There's that scene, especially at the end where, where Pleasant's character is just talking, 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 and then and he and Shaw are looking out the window. Yes. And you see their backs slow to the, the camera. Backs to the camera. That's the last shot, which is really interesting. But yes. before that, you see the look on Pleasant's face, his character's face changes, and he stops talking. He's, he, he's looking at whatever Robert Shaw is looking at outside the window. And I'm like, what what the fuck are you looking at? You're like, what is what is what is it? You know, I'm thinking, okay, is this a what's the choice? The film choice here well i guess originally they were going to have him kill him but he thought that was way over the top and they opted for something more ambiguous like this yeah this is just like it's it's this all of a sudden just it becomes a slice of life you know there's no beginning or end. a very bleak life and it's just yeah yeah, but there's no beginning and no end and so at the end we're looking at them from behind yeah with that glow from the window uh which yeah like, i never thought about that happen, that's, that man. that's a MacGuffin, man oh my god <laughs> i didn't think about that a whole new level a whole new level <laughs> i didn't but tell you is, i was building a reactor were, up there. like there's <laughs> something engaging pleasance's character that makes him stop talking and yeah. that's what i'm trying well to i think that i think it was just realization of and kind of not not really having much more conversation where to go 
I didn't really see it as as uh, any kind of. No, it's played out, and then you see. Yeah, you, but you take turns seeing everyone's. I would say, quote unquote, mental illness in a way. Like there yeah. is, yes, the, whatever is setting them off, and then you start thinking, oh, metaphor. Is this all about mentally the mentally ill, and and. Or is it a metaphor for why things don't get done in your life? You know, well, both. Um, yes. big dreams <laughs> like, you know, one day I'm going to do this. And so, like, but it, nothing ever gets done because you just don't do that, you know. And, and so it's so I, I, I could see and, this playing at a, like at a small little like college theater, art theater, art house, any, you know, a cinematheque anywhere where people want to come see a piece of art. I yeah. think need to see this this film yeah 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 i i agree i agree one of those hidden gems ladies and gents so that there was, you have it i guess that was we're your check yeah <laughs> pretty much uh did it uh, oh i nicholas roig is kind of interesting too um in his background because he started out as pretty much a grip uh, an electrician guy and moved on to become a camera operator and then he became a cinematographer. He didn't. Uh, he started in the fifties, and I think he directed his first film in nineteen seventy, I believe, which was Mick Jagger's performance. How how many of you have seen that movie? Hmm, I don't think I've ever. Mm. No. Bigger Heck, lips. Go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. It's a very interesting movie. But anyway, that was his. That was Nicholas Rogue's first directorial movie so he was in the business for 20 some years before he uh -huh. did a direction director now he directed some other stuff you know oh yeah the man uh, fell and, to earth nice yes 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 oh and don't look now oh mm -hmm, that's a mm -hmm. bizarre little film well that's yeah i forgot about that oh yeah 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 he was you know that's what i said very very prominent uh person You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! From highbrow to lowbrow, we bring you Caretakers love on Sane Radio. Caretaking of this. <laughs> and you got it. Anybody have any shout outs? Oh, Working. yeah. <laughs> Count Court of All. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his, what, his 50th uh, anniversary uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 50th anniversary. Yay, count. Go count. <laughs> count Gordeval. Oh, yes. A legend. He is. He's 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 pretty much the pioneer of the internet presence of, of horror hosting. He was right on the edge. He's been an internet horror host for years and years. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, yes. Yes. Pioneer. Man. You're not. You're not coming through, Gadfly. 
said you should see the uh, Every Other Day is Halloween, which is the documentary about uh, Richard Diesel. Um, it's there you really go. good because he's a he's the he was a TV personality, local TV personality that did multiple yep. characters. He had a science fiction character. He was yep. a local bozo. Yes. Um, and refused to shave his mustache off, so he had to wear makeup over it. And so, but yeah, it's ah, a, yeah, to me it was very nostalgic because you know growing up around local television stations and having personalities over there, um, and it's just a really good uh, documentary too. Yeah, I'm good. curious to see his uh, science fiction character. I know it's out there. Yeah, we had the pleasure of his company at several uh, cinema wastelands. <laughs> yes, we, we did. had tables right next to him. We got to know him quite well. Horrorhound too. Horrorhound too. But but and in the lounge, primarily in, in cinema <laughs> wasteland. Um, in one one in particular that uh, was pretty memorable. <laughs> Okay, so uh, unsaneradio at gmail.com, unsaneradio.com, tarnfeather.com, tarnfeather psycho cinema, and cinema. Facebook. Um, Unsane Radio is on Facebook too. Not one, two. <clears throat> Better than MTV too. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, heavy metal horror on horror. Facebook's horror, horror, and we're back. New Coming season out underway. Uh, in a few weeks, in a few weeks, we, uh, we we interviewed uh, Michel Langevin from drummer extraordinary and creative force behind Voivod. Um, which, what's, his, uh, what's his name again? Michel Langevin. He's uh, he's from Quebec. So uh, he was very cool. We had a great time, and um, yeah, we got a great season coming up. Heavy metal horror, Montag Lewis on Instagram and the Facebooks and the YouTubes, and Between the Lines got a new episode of Between the Lines coming out, coming out this week. Yeah, coming out this Saturday. Stephanie Kumler returns with her second book in her vampire horror erotica romance book series. What was her name again? Stephanie Kemmler. Oh, Kemmler. Kemmler. That's not how you you said it. That's how I heard it the first time. (laughs) No? No. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Dr. Headslip. And on Wednesdays, provided life slows down a little bit for me, we freaks on the Facebooks, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. Family-friendly webcomics just for you, starring circus freaks. How about that? Kids are circus freaks. It's delightful. Oh, Mario. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's too many mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs>